The Lord be with you. Hey, how's the water today? Is the water hot? Is it boiling yet? Well, I'm thinking about that old fable about how you boil a frog. You know, if you, if you put a frog into boiling water, he's out of there. But, but if you put the frog into tepid, lukewarm water, well, well it feels good. And, and then you just start turning up the heat, not, not too fast, but slowly, slowly. And the first thing you know, you're having frog legs for dinner. Well, you probably know what I'm getting at. And that is that you and I can slowly get used to getting used to. Wait, we can get used to what's going on around us. I think you probably know it happens. I mean, I, I get used to watching TV shows. I'm sad to say that I don't think I would have watched 10 years ago. I get used to waking up and reading ugly news each morning and they say, well, we're supposed to get used to the new normal. But how do we Jesus followers, how do you and I go about marching to the beat of a different drum? How do we keep the world from squeezing us into its mold? How do we keep from getting boiled alive? Today, I'm looking at Paul's second letter to the Corinthian Christians, chapter 10. And as I, as I look at this, I am, I am just, just reminded that following Jesus in the first century seaport city of Corinth, it, it was not easy. In fact, I, I, I think that today would be like a Sunday school picnic compared to what it was like for them to follow Jesus. Why, did you know that Corinth was so famous, or should, should I say infamous, so infamous for its immorality that the Roman Empire actually came up with a new word for gross immorality. They called it Corinthianize, that is, to act like a Corinthian. And so that's, that's the world that Paul has in mind in 2 Corinthians 10 as, as he's thinking about doing spiritual battle with the culture. He's thinking about how to keep from being boiled like a frog. I pick up in verse 3 where Paul writes, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Paul here is thinking of battle, but not the way the world thinks of battle. Paul is thinking of spiritual battle. And he uses the imagery here of soldiers who are attacking a fortified stronghold. There are high walls to scale. All the while, boiling oil was being poured down, arrows flying, and and, and Paul says that as followers of Jesus, we, we're, we're doing battle. We're, we're doing spiritual battle in which we are pulling down strongholds. We're breaking down defenses. We are destroying walls. We're taking prisoners to present captive every thought to Jesus. Follow Paul's train of thought here. The battle we're fighting today in 21st century America is a battle of ideas. 
And Paul says that in this battle, we are casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we bring every thought captive to Commander Jesus, to bring every thought into service to Jesus. Now today we see battles in the street, but, but, but you and I are in a battle of ideas. That is to take every thought captive to Jesus and to the gospel good news. I was in college, came home one Christmas, and I was talking to my mom about stuff and she listened for a while and, and then she said, Tim, you sound just like a sponge. It's like you're just soaking up every idea that you hear. Well, I think that in so many words, my mom was saying that I, I, I needed to be a filter and not a sponge. I needed to learn what it meant to filter every thought, to take it captive in obedience to Jesus. We might get used to waking up and seeing news of battle in the street, but, but the real battle, it is a battle of ideas. Paul calls them ideas exalted against the knowledge of God. That is the ultimate battle. That is the decisive battle that you and I are in. Now, notice in this that Paul gives us a little, tep, uh, gives us a little pep talk, a preparation for battle, as he encourages us by saying, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Our weapons are not intimidation, falsehood, trickery, rumor, personal attack, because our weapons are mighty spiritual weapons for taking every thought into obedience to Jesus Christ. Now, what, what that means for me is as, as I go through the day, I, I wanna take every jealous thought and take it to Jesus. I wanna take every condemning thought from my past and take it to Jesus, to take every lustful thought, every painful memory, every insecurity, to round them up and to take them to Jesus, whose yoke is easy and his burden light. When you filter a thought, when you catch it, and you bring it to Jesus, Jesus breaks the power of that thought in your life, and Jesus sets you free. And so, we, we, we take the thoughts of the culture around us and we take them to Jesus. We take them to the good news that is mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so don't be discouraged. The prophet Zechariah says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. David in Psalm 19, he prays a prayer that I, I want to make my prayer in this spiritual battle. And it's a prayer that I pray in the plural for you and for me today. Let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I'm Tim Smith, a fellow traveler on the Pilgrim Way. Thanks for listening. 
Until next time.